Hello, I'm Becky Hadid, host of The Storied Recipe. As my weekly guests share their stories through the vessel of cherished food memories, we all become better cooks, more grateful for the gift of food, and we honor those that have loved us through their cooking. Welcome to a bonus episode all about making the switch to gluten-free. We met Moy on Wednesday's episode as she spoke about the traumatic experience leading up to her diagnosis. She was ill, malnourished, hospitalized, and even ignored until tests finally proved her research and instinct correct. Moy has celiac disease. Moy also spoke in Wednesday's episode about the science behind the conjecture that gluten intolerance is an American thing. In addition to all this talk about gluten, we also discussed the history and culture of Trinidad and Tobago, fond memories from Moy's childhood, and of course, the classic Trinidadian street food with Indian roots, doubles. So by the time we got to this important conversation about making the switch to gluten, I just couldn't fit any more into the episode. But at the same time, Moy's information was too helpful, too important, and really she gave too unique of a perspective for me to edit down and cram it into an already long episode. So here we are today with a short bonus episode about going gluten-free. Thank you, Moy, for such riches of amazing conversation. And to any of you listening that missed Wednesday's episode, just hit that subscribe button and you will get it in your feed. What is your advice for people just learning to bake for a gluten-free diet? Keep it simple and Mm. embrace the fact that it's not going to turn out right the first time. I Mm. sometimes have classes where I try to teach people how to do it. And again, that's a humbling experience for me because even with all the information I give them, when they Mm. go home and they try to do it on their own, it's not necessarily successful. And the reason is it's just so different. It's it's absolutely different. And I'm, I'm, mm. let's just stick with the general things, which is let's say bread. Yeah. The process is different to regular bread. And it's easy the first two or three times that you try to believe yeah. you're doing something wrong and you get frustrated and stop. You have to accept that as part of the process. There's absolutely no other way that you're going to learn. There's no other way. There's absolutely no other way to mm. be able to figure out how this dough feels and how it works. So if anybody's just starting, I would say keep it simple. Yeah. Yes, you have to learn to read labels, but in terms of a one in your kitchen trials, just just be patient. And then two, in terms of what you buy, I think you need to learn to buy more natural organic type ingredients, not because okay. you're on a bandwagon of, oh my God, it's better for me. That's not the reason why. It's just cheaper. <laughs> It oh. makes, if you wanted to buy a certified gluten-free bottle of whatever, yeah. that's not going to be as inexpensive as buying some tomatoes. You know, okay. it's so you have to learn to eat. I think more natural type foods. So you include that in your diet so that you can afford the diet. And mm. again, just be patient. It 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 sounds very confusing, but on the flip side. The reality is all natural foods are gluten-free, just about, mm-hmm. unless it's wheat. Mm-hmm. Rice is gluten-free, sugar is gluten-free, butter is gluten-free, mm-hmm. um, water. <laughs> so there are just so many things <laughs> that if you just step aside from the bread and roti or whatever it is, you'll mm-hmm. be fine. Okay. 
a lot of it is acceptance, acceptance that it's going to take a little while, acceptance that it's going to taste different. And I don't think I've ever heard anyone say before acceptance that it's going to be a little more expensive and you're going to have to make some adjustments for that. Yes, definitely. Mm-hmm. And uh, you can't try to, in my case, my husband is not gluten-free, but you can't try to support both diets on one in mm-hmm. at the same time. So in other words, I can't buy snacks for him Mm. and snacks for me you have Mm. to commit to one or the other and find ways to be able to include the other person so that is not expensive overall which is why I suppose in my case I will make my own crackers and cakes and whatever and he's very happy with it yeah (laughs) he has no problem with it so I don't try to um afford both types of diet or afford everything that I did before. And then on top of that, add gluten-free. I don't, I don't do that. Okay. I see. Yeah. No, that's really good advice. That's very helpful. Okay. I have a specific question. I asked people um, if they had questions for you and I have a specific question about gluten-free eating or baking. So, um, okay. So Deepika, who goes by the mm-hmm. handle Jaggery Lane. Um, yes. I actually believe she does live in India. She says, does it help to keep water in the oven while baking to create steam, does that make for softer bakes? Sometimes. Um, there are mm. different recipes that you... I actually keep water in my oven all the time when I'm baking bread. Um, really? So, yeah. And the main reason is that my oven is not a convection oven. Mm-hmm. So regular ovens would sometimes have hot spots and, and, and that kind of thing. You know, put it in the center... It's, it's going to heat differently if you push it to the side. Um, so sometimes the the steam that it generates helps to, um, let's just say, keep the temperature all around the same. Okay. It, and in addition to that, it affects the crust of your bread. Mm-hmm. It, it actually makes your bread crustier, not softer. Yeah, they put it in for baguettes and stuff to make the bread crustier. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. But the idea of, let's say, a regular oven having the steam, it just helps it to behave a little bit more like a convection oven, which means that you have, as the steam rises, you're going to put that on your, let's say, the shelf below what you're baking so that you have this hot air coming up and that helps at some at some level. As Interesting. For, um, in terms of gluten-free baking, though, mm. that is not, let's say, the critical thing at, let's say, at the top of the list. That's not okay. what's going to be. A remarkable difference to what you're doing. Although okay. I do keep it, I do keep water in my oven, but that's not the trick. The trick is simply about understanding that dough and how to work it. Okay. Which is different than understanding how to work with wheat dough. It's absolutely different. It's it's two different animals, and it's the very first thing to understand is that wheat is a miracle. There's a reason why wheat is so popular. There's a reason why in biblical times, if they couldn't get it, you know, they, they didn't know what to do with themselves. Yeah. Wheat is a miracle. It's one singular product that has carbohydrates, starch, fat, protein. It, it's amazing. So mm. when you can't have wheat, you have to now try scientifically, it's actually this is what it is, to get something with all of those properties. And there is nothing else like wheat. There's no one singular thing, buckwheat flour, that's like wheat. It isn't. So the science in gluten-free, you have to take 
three or four or five different things just to match the chemical composition of wheat. And okay. that's, that is an adjustment, a big adjustment. That is so interesting. Yeah, it's not as simple as just you put in oat flour or potato flour or almond flour. No, it isn't. Because okay. they don't have, they can't match wheat. And as much as wheat is what's making me sick, wheat is a miracle. It's fantastic. Yeah. Mm. Well, then we end with a little gratitude for those of us who can eat wheat. <laughs> yeah. Mm. yeah. And you can be healthy doing it. Right. You can be healthy right. eating wheat consciously watch what you're doing and you can be just as healthy eating these gluten-free doesn't give you that advantage of being healthy right conscious eating gives you the benefit of or the you know helps you to be healthy yeah yeah for those of you who have already heard Moy's episode about Trinidadian doubles, the next minute or so will just be a repeat. She talks about why her gluten-free recipe for this popular fried dough that's covered in chickpea gravy calls for a teaspoon of yeast and two teaspoons of baking powder for every cup of flour. Her answer to me was very surprising. Oh, good. Well, I was surprised that it had yeast and I bit the teaspoon of yeast and two teaspoons of baking powder for a cup of flour. That's a lot of leavening. Is that just because it's gluten-free or if you were using regular wheat flour, would it have that much? It's just because it's gluten-free. The oh, yeast okay. really is not there to help with the leavening. Oh. The yeast is there to help with the taste. Because oh, okay. I wondered about that because there was no proving or anything like that. Yeah, it's really about taste. I find that Sometimes oh. to mimic the wheat taste, uh, I have to put a little bit of yeast because it, it does a little bit of fermentation when it, it ferments. That's basically mm -hmm. what happens when you put yeast in. Um, mm -hmm. It starts to make gases and so on. And I find that that helps with taste. I, I just think it does help with taste. That is so that's, interesting. That is so interesting. So that's okay. about the conversion. That's okay. a little bit about the conversion from, yeah. Well, tell everybody where they can find you because one thing we didn't get to touch on, but is um, I, I, there's there's a lot you have to offer is what I'm trying to say. So people will want to go and learn about your baking, learn about your art. I hope you show more of that. And also you are an incredible phone photographer. And so people are going to want to go and be inspired by that. So please tell everybody how and where they can find you. You just moist gluten-free kitchen. And that's on all platforms. If it's Facebook, Instagram, or my blog website, it's all Moy's Gluten-Free Kitchen. Okay. Lovely. Lovely. And I really do like helping people succeed with their baking. Oh, I, I absolutely love doing it. So mm -hmm. if someone found me and they want to ask a question, fire away. Mm, <laughs> I would that's... love to have yeah, that's so generous of you. And you really do have a wealth of knowledge to share. So um, thank you. Thank you very much, Moy. It really has been such a lovely evening to sit and chat with you. Yeah, I, I <laughs> promise when I come to Maryland the next time, I'm going to try and find you. Yes, let's do it. I would love it. Yeah. I would love that. Okay. Yeah. All right. Take care, Moy. Okay. Take care. Okay. okay. Take care. Bye. Bye-bye. Thanks for joining me for another week. We are all in for a treat today as we hear from Moy Lovell about doubles, the street food she says profoundly connects 
everyone in her country, the Republic of Trinidad and Tobago, regardless of race, ethnicity, or socioeconomic status. Double sounds simple enough, just fried bread called bara, topped with a flavorful chana or chickpea gravy. But it is so good that after making it before this interview, I now know I have to make a quadruple batch to satisfy my family when the day comes to photograph the doubles. As you may have guessed, the dish has its roots in India, which was the perfect starting point for Moy to teach me about the unique history and diversity of Trinidad and Tobago. Also, the version Moy gave me is gluten-free, as Moy cannot eat any gluten at all and has used her considerable baking skills to develop recipes for many classic Trinidadian dishes. We discuss her diagnosis at length, but because this episode was already so rich and packed with information, I'm also releasing a bonus episode this Friday with Moy's best tips for baking gluten-free foods. Okay, now let me stop talking so we can all start learning from my very lovely new friend, Moy. Thanks again to Moy. All of her contact information, as well as her recipe for doubles, is on my website, thestoriedrecipe.com. This Friday, I'll be putting out a short bonus episode with her best tips for going gluten-free. Next week, I welcome Nermeen to share about her fascinating life. As an Egyptian woman, she achieved the rare honor of being appointed an Egyptian diplomat. While serving in that role, she fell in love with an American diplomat. They married, she naturalized as an American citizen, and now their family travels the world in foreign service, where Nermeen uses culinary diplomacy to connect with other families. Please make sure you subscribe right this moment, and do please remember that every single share and every review helps me continue in this effort. They all mean so much to me. Thank you, and have a great week, my friends. Well, tell everybody where they can find you, because one thing we didn't get to touch on, but is um, I, I, there's there's a lot you have to offer is what I'm trying to say. So people will want to go and learn about your baking, learn about your art. I hope you show more of that. And also you are an incredible phone photographer. And so people are going to want to go and be inspired by that. So please tell everybody how and where they can find you. You just moist gluten-free kitchen. And that's on all platforms. If it's Facebook, Instagram, or my blog website, it's all Moy's Gluten-Free Kitchen. Okay. Lovely. Lovely. And I really do like helping people succeed with their baking. Oh, I, I absolutely love doing it. So mm -hmm. if someone found me and they want to ask a question, fire away. Mm, <laughs> I would that's... love to have yeah, that's so generous of you. And you really do have a wealth of knowledge to share. So um, thank you. Thank you very much, Moy. It really has been such a lovely evening to sit and chat with you. Yeah, I, I <laughs> promise when I come to Maryland the next time, I'm going to try and find you. Yes, let's do it. I would love it. Yeah. I would love that. Okay. Yeah. All right. Take care, Moy. Okay. Take care. Okay. okay. Take care. Bye. Bye-bye. Thanks again to Moy. All of her contact information, as well as her recipe for doubles, is on my website, thestoriedrecipe.com. Next week, I welcome Nermeen to share about her fascinating life. As an Egyptian woman, she achieved the rare honor of being appointed an Egyptian diplomat. While serving in that role, she fell in love with an American diplomat. They married, she naturalized as an American citizen, 
and now their family travels the world in foreign service, where Nermeen uses culinary diplomacy to connect with other families. Please make sure you subscribe right this moment. And do please remember that every single share and every review helps me continue in this effort. They all mean so much to me. Thank you and have a great week, my friends.